So good morning, Robert. Good morning. Um, this is Robert Bradford. You don't know him? Hi. <laughs> Robert Bradford helps in the teaching part of the, the Grove teaching pastor, and uh, myself, like I said, the, the, one of the pastors here. And uh, we last week we started a series called Rooted Together. We're going to continue that. This is part two. And so um, uh, we, we are going to start small groups, and so we really want to kind of take some time to say this is uh, what it's about. And so last week we talked about part one is about the island, and we'll kind of review that. Today is part two is the table. And uh, we're going to talk about, yeah, it's important to know who's sitting at your table. Right. So we're going to kind of share on that and, and, and go through that. Um, we want to talk last week kind of today, and we said last week, this is kind of what we said. We said that um, the problem with... Is, is the isolation, the reason it's a problem is because nobody makes good decisions in isolation. Yeah. And so we said it's just nobody makes good decisions in isolation. We also said this, that the thoughts that lead us into problems will, will not be the thoughts that get us out of those problems. Mm-hmm. So whatever you thought that got you into that situation you're in, those same thoughts are not going to rescue you from that situation. Um, and so the, the, that's why isolation is so bad. And that's why we encourage community groups and, and uh, small groups because we want to be able to get people... Um, to, to be able to re- realize that there's others that want to help them, want to help us. People want to help me. Mm-hmm. It, it's isolation is not, it's not healthy, it's not good. And when we get stuck there, we actually start having, we, we stay in these thought patterns and processes that keep us stuck. Mm-hmm. And so today we want to say, all right, so that's the problem. Isolation is just, it can be a problem. Um, and, and we want to be careful of that. So today we want to talk about the answer. You know, we want good news. Right. We want to say it's horrible, but there's an answer to this. Right. And uh, we're going to kind of discuss that, talk about what, what it means to be in community. And so um, kind of what, what, he, what you were saying is these different thoughts that, that we sometimes tell ourselves um, that aren't healthy. Yeah. Like here's, here's the, 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 the thought. It says this. Um, I, it might, it's not right, but it makes me happy. God wants me to be happy. Doesn't God want me to be happy? Right. right. That's one of those thoughts. Right. And people think this. They, and then they make really do. bad decisions. We do. Because they're thinking, well, God wants me happy. And then right. they get in this place and say, but, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Yeah. Because really, I mean, we're lying to ourselves when they say that. When we say that to ourselves. Rarely do we say that kind of statement um, out, out in the open. I mean... Maybe if you're at happy hour, you might tell your friend who's going to agree with you. But, I mean, that's one. Another one is the one I, like, the one I, I dealt with. I mean, we got way, way, way in debt with the I owe is better than I want. Uh, that was a, a really bad one for us. Um, and it took time. In fact, this week, Eric, this week I paid off one of the biggest credit cards I had had. Um, this week, so it's very exciting. Um, yeah, I was with that. Yeah. I know is better than I want. Yeah, so <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, well, yeah, keep going. I want to take you off. No, that's okay. Card. Yeah, so we paid off our credit card, and that and that was good. And then the other thing I did was actually, you know, I had to, to make some other decisions about creating a good budget and that type of thing. You know, another one that um, that we deal with, uh, or we see, at least I've I've seen a lot lately. Um, and we're, you know, I'm helping this lady with her finances, and it's the concept that my secret is safe with me. You know, if I, if I, if I have, I can hide all of this stuff, and uh, that's just not true. Yeah, somebody's basically going to find out. So, talking about that bad thought process, I want to tell you, uh, I'm going to, you know, they say confession is good for the soul, right? <laughs> so. I'm going to confess something real quick to you all, and uh, I think my parents are here, so this is going to be the first time my parents hear this story, all right? So we're talking to this about everything, and I'm like, oh, I, I know, when we're talking about being community, I know exactly what we're talking about. Wrong thought processes can get you in a lot of trouble, all right? 
Um, and secrets. Sometimes we think, like, you know, my secret's safe with me. It's like, I, I, nobody's going to know. I lie, no whatever. So here's a story, all right? Um, I was probably 11 or 12. I don't remember what, what year it was. I think I was in, in mid, middle school. And uh, for some reason, all right, so my, my parents, everybody went out of town except me. So, like, my brother was with them, my sister was with them, and I was home. And they trusted me, all right? And so this is not going to, I think, destroy all their trust in me completely. Uh, but I'm going to be very vulnerable here, right? So in junior high, um, I, because we're talking about community, and it's important to have, you know, the right thought process. So in my thoughts, I thought, you know what? Uh, my parents trust me here. I'm going to have a couple friends come over. We're going to ha- just hang out, play some games, and have some fun. Um, and I think certain friends I had would have been a big deal. Uh, but I invited a couple friends that really weren't thinking the way I was thinking, and probably weren't thinking the way my parents were thinking. And they invited some friends, who in turn invited some friends. You know where this is going, right? And so my parents are out of town, and I'm thinking, you know, we're going to have some fun with a couple friends. We're going to just hang out and, and, you know, it's for an evening and uh, just have some fun. So after a while, people keep showing up, and I'm thinking, oh, God, my parents are going to kill me because people just keep coming. And so um, most of them are all guys. And then somebody invited this one girl. Sorry, ladies, in this situation, it was not a good situation. <laughs> this girl comes, just a bad influence. And um, she, 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 you know, just some of the conversations having, whatever. Uh, she wanted to smoke in my house, all right? And, and I said, no, that's not going to happen. At least have that much sense. And so I said, you can go outside. You can leave. We don't want that in the house. And so she goes outside, and it just bugs me, you know, that she's kind of like, you know, here and messing up my, my deal and stuff. So my friend and I sneak up on the roof, and they're, they're smoking outside on the, by the porch. So we get a bucket of water, and we go up on the roof. <laughs> we're like, we're going to teach her how bad smoking is, right? And so <laughs> we get this bucket of water, and we dump it on her. And uh, it was hilarious. It was funny. And she freaks out. They know what's going on. Well, they go in, and they raid the fridge, thinking, all right, we're going to get you back. And they get all the eggs, and they get food. And, and they start throwing food. And so we're on the roof. They're throwing eggs at us, and, and um, it just goes crazy. So there's eggs all over my, my roof. In the house, I think a little bit of like food can happen, and and um, we finally get into control. Ask everybody to leave, and uh, I have to go and spend the rest of the evening and next day cleaning, trying to save a man. My parents are killing me to find out. And uh, the next week, I'm walking through, and I look at the roof, and I'm like, oh, did you see that egg yolk that's kind of cooked on? And you're like, oh, I didn't get that far. <laughs> and my parents don't, you know, put two or two together. It was, it was. Um, um, I kept it from them. I mean, some of my friends knew. Um, but we, we tell ourselves these things, like, my secret is safe to me. It's, it's, nobody's going to find out. Uh, the truth is, it's, the secret's going to seep. They're going to come out. Um, this situation wasn't bad. What was bad about this is I just had the wrong influences at the wrong time with the wrong thought process that kind of played into this, right. which could have been really bad. It could have really played out bad that way. Mm-hmm. And so even, like, students, if you're here, you're a young person, you think, you know what, uh, I, I don't, you know, you're, you're older. Now, we were, we were at your stage, and we did some dumb stuff. We tried to cover it up. We tried to hide it. Um, some things weren't really bad. Other things were bad that we're not mm-hmm. proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's there. This, this is the idea that, um, um, well, let's go through some other thought processes, and we'll go into what we're really talking about today. Right. All right. So here's another one for you, Eric. Some people have all the luck. Some people have all the luck. Yeah. Why is that a bad thought process? It's a bad, bad thought process because if, if you're thinking that luck is involved, then then your decisions, your abilities, um, all of that, your influences, none of that matters. It's really just rolling the dice. And, and luck is what gets you out of your problems. Luck is what um, helps you. So we wait for luck to come yeah. until we get unstuck. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. good. What's the next one? Yeah. Next one. 
I can quit anytime. I can quit anytime. A so. dangerous thought process that we get stuck in that keeps us mm-hmm. stuck, and it, it's really bad. That, that'll keep us where we're at and not allow us to move forward. I'm really proud of my wife because she just admitted that she is addicted to tea. And she said, I'm never quitting. So at least she's open and honest. Right. I'm still saying I could quit any coffee anytime. I could quit anytime. So she's so much more mature than me. Yeah. Um, what about um, if I had time? If I had time, then I would, right? If I had time, blank, 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 you come blank, dot, dot, dot. If I had time, I'd write a book. If I had time, I'd spend more time with my kids. If I had time, I would take my wife on a date. If I had time, I would do my homework. If I had time, I would get better grades. Whatever it is, those are the thoughts that we tell ourselves that really can keep us stuck and keep us in the wrong thought process. Mm-hmm. And here's why it's so important, all right? So we said isolation is bad because because um, we don't make good decisions when we're by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the answer, all right? The right community promotes the right thought process. Would you say that with me? Say the right community <laughs> promotes the right thought process. I don't think you believe this, all right? So say it one more time. The right community promotes the right thought process. When you're all alone, you're not going to have a lot of positive thought process a lot of times, but the right community will help you figure out the right thought process. And this is why it's important, um, because God wants us to succeed in life. He didn't create us to be Superman. He didn't create us to be the Lone Ranger, even though the Lone Ranger had Tonto, all right? He, he, a good example, he really wasn't the Lone Ranger. He still had help. He could have done a lot by himself. God is community, and, and so it's, it's important that we have community because it produces the right thought process. I'm going to give you an example, all right? Um, there was a time where experts said it was impossible to run a mile under four minutes, all right? They said it's impossible. In fact, it was like in, um, I think it was 19... In the 1940s, somebody ran the mile in, in four minutes and one second. That's the closest they got. And that record held for nine years. And the expert said, it's impossible. The human body is simply not capable of a four-minute mile. They said, not only is it dangerous, but it's just impossible. And the 1954 rolls around. And this man named Roger Sherbanister, he runs a mile under, guess, four minutes. He barely breaks it, but he runs under four minutes. 46 days later, another man breaks the, mile, the, the, the four minute um, mile. That year, 21 individuals break the four minute mile after this guy does it. All right? So it's not like Rod Spanish is the hero, just he, he was the first to break it. I'm sure eventually somebody else would have. But here's the idea the thought process was it's impossible, nobody can do it. In your life, what do you tell yourself? It's impossible, I can never do it. And because you have that thought and because you've told yourself that for so long, I could quit any time. Well, those thoughts are not good thoughts. So all these runners are running thinking, I'm going to do my best, but four minutes is just impossible. Mm-hmm. And then somebody breaks it and then gives permission to the next guy to break it, who gives permission to the next person to break it, gives the next person. So when you're in the right community, the right thought process will begin to emerge that will help us have success. It will help us, fight, help us uh, be able to break through barriers that we never thought possible to break through. So it's important to have community. I have community. I have, I have Robert. I have all these other pastors. I talk to... There's like three or four pastors that speak on the phone. Some of my friends to kind of talk and talk to things, ask them questions about church and leading, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting answers. Other guys I'm talking to are saying, hey, how do you do this? I'm giving answers. And it's, it's helping me stay fresh. It's helping me to be um, better than I can be than, than I would be alone. See, C.S. Lewis says it like this. He says, friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another, what? You too? 
I thought I was the only one. That's when friendship starts. That's when community starts. And that's where why groups are so important. Because when you get in a group, when you get people around, the, the right people around your table, you begin to have these conversations. You begin to realize, oh, wow, I, I'm not alone. Like, it's important. There's a lot of benefit to, to having the right community. Absolutely. groups. Yeah, very much so. I mean, uh, for myself, um, I can think back, and as we've looked at this, you know, there's just been so many times where I've seen my better decisions were decisions I made in community. Um, and, you know, the situation I'm going through right now, um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm working in this situation with three other people, and I, when we sat down, Eric, I, the first thing I said was, everybody needs to know everything. And we all are going to make decisions as to how these things are going. Um, I don't want to own this alone because already that's what's caused some of the problems that exist. Um, and so, and in working with them and that, we we're able to talk through things, challenge each other, uh, and that type of thing. It, it's making a difference in the process. Yeah. When you're in the right community, you, you're going to have a head start on things. Um, because I learned from people that planted churches, a lot of churches, we had a huge head start on, on the Grove because I learned from them. It got us that far ahead. That's what the power of community is all about. You get the wisdom, you get the experience of others, you get the help, you get the encouragement. Mm-hmm. When you're not in the right community, this because there. Here's the flip side: there is community you could be in that is wrong, that's not healthy, and that's dangerous. It's like if, if um, so. Robert's a good community. I have a good community, a good relationship with him. He's going to challenge me and help me. If I got alone and started being isolated, thinking weird thoughts about um, sincerity, you know, thinking, man, she's just not a good wife. I, I think I'm going to leave her. I'm going to, you know, she doesn't do, meet all my needs, uh, you know, all this stuff. And I came and started venting to Robert, telling yeah. Robert how horrible sincerity was. I'm going to say you married up, man. <laughs> she is awesome. <laughs> He's going to say, Eric, are you serious? Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, listen to what you just yeah. said. Listen to the problem is probably you. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be the truth because right. he would be saying, no, no, in your isolation, you started thinking these weird thoughts about right. sincerity, which is not true. You need to wake up because, man, you don't even deserve a woman like her. You're, you're crazy. She's awesome. Because he would be saying, I know who you guys I see your relationship. We have we have a relationship with the community. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, there's other communities I could begin to bash my wife and they would begin to say, yeah, you're right. Man, I, women are, they stink. They're horrible. And they could feed that. And so the wrong community is not going to promote the right thought process, but the right community will. Right. That is so true. Um, In fact, if we just took a step back into history and looked at uh, King Arthur, for example, he set up the round table. I mean, uh, and this is uh, legend, but the concept that he he did that, the reason he did that is because... With a different, with a square table, there's people are jockeying for position. It's a status issue: who sits where, all that. He eliminated all of that with a round table, and it basically it's this equal status, equal voice. And a lot of the war and and uh, fighting between the barons and that type of stuff uh, drastically diminished because they weren't fighting for status, and they had equal say. Because status is about say, right? What say? Yeah, and this is what Proverbs is about this. So Proverbs, you can look at the scriptures. This is why we love the Bible. It has answers for every aspect of our life. And it always is speaking in saying, hey, I want to I want to help you. And Proverbs were written by, by a king. Um, he asked God for wisdom, and God gave him wisdom beyond what he ever, you know, to accomplish more than anybody else. And he wrote this in Proverbs. He says this in Proverbs 15:22. He said, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Mm-hmm. Plans go wrong for lack of advice, but right. many advisors bring success. 
What's he saying? Make sure you're in the right group, in the right circles, so you have the right table, so you can have the right thought process, which will lead to the right outcomes. Mm-hmm. You want people to be invested in this. Right. Yeah, because when you, and this is something I do, I, I mean, I, I recommend this to anybody. Uh, this is something I do. When people are advising me, they're giving me advice, because how many of you know everybody's constant advice? We all have an opinion. Every, it's like human no, human nature, I'll say it that way. Human nature for us to want to give an opinion about whatever is going on. And I learned a long time ago that you gotta you got to balance that with the, how invested that person is. Because they will give you advice, but they don't have to live that advice out. You do, if you take it. So when when Eric when you and when you give me advice, you're you're invested in my life. I mean, what happens to me will impact you to some degree. So your advice is far more valuable to me uh, than what I get on Facebook from somebody who's you know five states away and is just joining the vent session. Right? That's what we do. We have our vent session. And that, and that type of thing. So investment is critical. Yeah, your community, you want to make sure that when you're getting advice from somebody, they, they are thinking not just about themselves or just, you know, what you're going to have to go through. I think this idea of King Arthur. I can imagine their talks with all these guys, you know, the knights sitting around. Right. He's like, hey, should we go fight these people? And one of the guys saying, well, if you're going, I think we should fight these people. No, I was thinking just you and your clan. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to go kill myself, get, get killed because you're going to send me. That's not investment. That's not, it's not equal um, responsibility impacting. Right. And so mm-hmm. the right community is people that are saying, hey, man, I care for you. I care for your family. I, I want to see you succeed. The leaders, that the people are going to be facilitating small groups for us, this is what their heart is. The reason they're signing up is because they're saying, I want to help people. Right. I want to help people succeed. So right there you know, okay, if they're signing up to, to, to begin to lead, that means they're saying, I want to be part of facilitating growth in somebody's life. I want to I be there. Right. See, there's this other idea of, of, of we call it pseudo-community, all right? This, is, this could be Facebook sometimes. Um, this could be your circles maybe in, in, in negative environments where it's built around something that's maybe an addiction um, or something just to pass the time that's, that's not healthy. There's a quote from M. Scott Peck. This is what he says about... The illusion of community, right? So there's the idea that, that sometimes we feel like we're a community, but, but it's just an illusion, right? Because the illusion of community is maintained through a set of unspoken common norms that we call manners. You should try your best not to say anything that might antagonize or upset anyone else. If someone else says something that offends you or evokes a painful feeling or memory, you should pretend it hasn't bothered you in the least. And if disagreement or other pleasantness emerges, you should immediately change the subject. This is what he goes on to say. He says, These are rules that any good host knows. They create a smooth functioning dinner party, but nothing more significant. We're not talking about pseudo-community. We're not talking about pretend and, and, and fake it just for the sake of peace. Because there's this other thought, this other negative, this other thought process that can be negative is let's just keep the peace. Keeping the peace means you ignore things that aren't healthy for the sake of keeping the peace. What I love about Jesus, he says this. He says, I want you to be peacemakers. He didn't say be peacekeepers, but peacemakers. There's a difference and a big difference because a peacekeeper is going to say, let's not talk about those things that we really should talk about just to keep the peace. A peacemaker is going to say, you know what? We really need to address this because it's not healthy. And as long as this is, 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 is out there, we're not going to really succeed and find out what, God, what, what we're supposed to do. So peacemakers are saying, we need to address the things that are, are negative, the things that are unhealthy, so that there can be a positive outcome that comes with that. 
It's about saying we, we have to address things, even if they're difficult, even if they're hard. I know in my life, when I have those conversations with, with friends and people that care for me, that want to see me succeed, man, it's that thought, that, that thought is, is, you know, I have all of a sudden that's negative. They say, hey, I think you're seeing this all wrong. You should really think about it this way. And it's like, oh, light bulb. You're right. Well, they can just say, you know what, you're doing a good job, just keep doing it. And that doesn't help me at all because I stay stuck in that situation. You know, you even gather around uh, the wrong table and, and, and you could bash on people and you could you can say, I could quit any time. Yeah, you're right, quit next week. That's, that's not a healthy community that's going to promote the right thought process. So, in, in this series, here's what Paul says in Colossians. He says, so then just as you receive Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. He goes on to say, this is Colossians 2, 6 through 8. See to it that no one takes takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. That's what we're talking about today. It's easy to get get the wrong mindset to get in these philosophies that are unhealthy, that won't produce good results. They make you feel good, but they'll for a while, and then at least something really bad. He says, Don't get don't get taken captive by these deceptive philosophies which de- defend, depend on human tradition and on the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather the thought process that are established in Christ and on God. So there's hollow, deceptive, pseudo-community, and then there's this thought process where God says, no, you have to sometimes have the hard conversations. You have to be around the right people that are going to encourage you and strengthen you and help you move forward. That's, that's so true. Absolutely. Yeah, um, and I, I've been in that situation um, several times. A um, friend of mine was really struggling with depression. And... Uh, which depression has many facets, right? And uh, I'm working with him and, and that, and he was in the he was in that place there where where you it's comfortable, he's comfortable and it's his go-to um, when he's struggling. Whether he just shuts down and goes to depression as 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 his out from facing and dealing with his issues and stuff, and um, it wasn't easy, but. I had that conversation with him to say, you know, this is what you're doing. I mean, do you see what you're doing? This is what you're doing. And that's not helping you have better outcomes. This is why you're having this problem and this problem and this problem. And, you know, and it took him a little bit. We had it more than once. You know, I had to listen him into his problem or into his solution uh, and that type of thing. But Eric, he, he saw it. And once he saw it, he was able to say, oh, I I need to stop doing that because I don't like this outcome. I don't like how this is going. My relationship with my wife is not going in a good direction. And I I don't want it to go there. I'm the problem. I need to change. This is not good for me. And and making that choice. um, And it was through, through a difficult conversation in community that we had. That's good. Because the thought process, he was thinking, we're going to ever produce a different result. No. We get stuck thinking, well, I'll just keep thinking this over and over. I'll keep hitting my head against the wall. It's going to take a different thought, which means you have to have somebody that's going to help you even see that. Because sometimes we're blind to it. We just don't see it. Um, we need the right community because it promotes the right thought process. Right. You know, we, we talked about David last week mm-hmm. and how he messed up because he was isolated and he didn't have the right thought process going on. And he, and he, and he sinned and he just messed up. Well, David also did some great things. In fact, you know that the Roger Bannister, the guy we talked about that broke the four-minute mile, similar similar story with David. 
So David, as, as, a, as a young teenager, as a young person, he, he, um, he was a, a, taking care of sheep. When he was taking care of a sheep, a, a lion came out to take the sheep. And it says that he fought off the lion with his bare hands and killed it. And he fought a bear. And so he started doing these things as, as a shepherd boy, taking care of the flock and taking care of his, his, uh, his, his dad's sheep. Well, one day, um, he, he has an opportunity to, to go and take his brother some food. And he sees this giant who's mocking the people of Israel. And he takes on this giant. You might have heard the story, you know, David and Goliath. And he takes on this giant and he kills this giant. All right? Well, David had some friends. They were called the Mighty Men. All right? We'll talk about next week. We're going to introduce them a little bit more. He had these guys who, um, guess what they did? They killed giants and they, they killed lions and bears. Oh, my. Right? <laughs> so they, they, David almost gave them permission to do what he did. Robert Bannister gave permission to people to break the four minute miles possible. David gave permission to his friends to accomplish what they couldn't accomplish. Why? Because they were a community. They were friends. They sharpened each other. They, they challenged each other to be the best they could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Who in your life are those people that are saying, you can be better than this? Wake up, stupid. Right? Because you need those friends. And I'm not saying that in the mean way. You need friends that are saying, hey, this is a really dumb thought, Eric. Wake up. Your wife is awesome. Don't leave her. I'm not blaming my wife. But if that was a thought process, wake up, Eric. You need to, whatever it is, that's just not a healthy thought process. We need those people that are going to challenge us and push us because that's where we begin to find right. resistance, help right. build the muscles, right. and help us get to that. Right. Because if you continue to think the way you used to think, you'll continue to do the things you used to do. It, it, that's just how it is. You know? Uh, just because you know better doesn't mean you'll do better. Uh, just because you've had experience doesn't make experience doesn't make you wiser. It's evaluated experience, right? All those sayings that we have that we know, we we know. If it's not right, it won't turn out right. You know, that's just the truth. It's the truth. Have you ever heard of a, a uh, Brabant horse? Uh, I think so. They're they're huge, right? They're they're, they're also. Also known as the Belgian draft horse. Yeah, draft horse. They have these competitions with these big horses that pull. Um, they pull weight, and so these competitions are held where they try to see how much a horse can pull. Well, a single horse, okay, Belgian pull horse, they can pull eight thousand pounds. That's pretty impressive, all right? Eight thousand pounds. Well, how many do you think two horses can pull working together? Sixteen. Sixteen. You'd think sixteen, right? Actually, they can pull more than twice. They can pull three times, and in some cases, almost four times what one can pull. So one can pull 8,000. Two working together can pull 20 to 24,000 pounds. This is the power of community. This is the power of the right thought process. They say if you get two horses that are born together and trained together, they can pull almost four times what one can pull. So two can do the work of four if if you're in the right community. You get what I'm saying? Right. And this is the power of groups. This is the power of what God tries to create in us. This is God's idea, not ours. So you can see a picture by me. You know, these horses pulling these amazing weight. It's incredible. So if what one can do, two can do way beyond double. Yeah. So who in your life is helping you pull, pull you along, saying, hey, let's go in, let's go in a different direction. If you hit the wrong table, they're going to be pulling in the wrong direction. You're going to be fighting against that. You're not going to accomplish a whole lot in life. If you're married, if you and your, your spouse are pulling together in the same direction, 
You're not going to be able to accomplish more than what you could by yourself. You'll be able to accomplish more than what three or four people could accomplish. See, in marriage, sometimes we get this another wrong thought process. Right. Marriage is 50-50. That is really bad thinking. Yeah. Horrible thinking. Right. Because that means you're only doing 50 of what you can actually be doing. Mm-hmm. Marriage is 100-100, right? You're doing 100, she's doing 100. So what's the, what's the outcome? What's the, what does it produce? 200%. More than 200%. If you, yeah. if you take 100, 100 and you times that, it, it goes, the, the, the potential can exponentially increase of what you can accomplish. I see this in my marriage. When Sarah and I work together, we can accomplish a lot more. We raise better kids because we're on the same page, we're consistent, we're doing it together. It, it helps. In, in, in your workplace, who, who are you going to, to, through life together with? If you have a co, uh, co-business partner, if you have, um, if, in school, who are the people that are other students? I've heard of, of people that go to school and they're really not smart, but they get in the really smart circle, and what happens to them? They become smart. Because they start realizing, wow, people are going to help me, they're going to pull me forward. Where are you stuck? What table are you sitting at where, where you have in the wrong thought process? Who's the other Belgian pull horse that can be next to you saying, let's go, let's go together on this? Let's accomplish something. Let's accomplish something. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, academically, that was one thing that we talked to our kids about quite a bit, is you can hang with these guys, or you, sh- you should hang with these guys. So make friends with the smart people. You'll study better, you'll get better grades, all this stuff for college outcomes. And, and Jessica had a great outcome. She got 16000 in a year, yeah. a year in academic scholarship from That's the awesome. college because she, she killed it. And she, she hung out with the smart kids. Smart kids. I have a friend, they, 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 they labeled him as, as mentally retarded at a young age, like in elementary, because they, he was just slower. I don't know if he was. But by third grade, he began to hang out with the, you know, the really smart kids, and he went from being the special classes to being the top of his class by sixth grade, mm-hmm. just because he changed the influences in the table he was That's sitting right. at. That's right. Because the right community promotes the right thought process. You know, being rooted together, this idea of we have these aspen trees up in the mountain that are awesome. Aspen trees, you know, they can withstand forest fires. I mean, they're not gonna like, you know, not burn. They're gonna burn. But they can grow past the forest fire as long as the root system doesn't get destroyed. Because they're connected underground, as long as the roots don't get burnt, the top might be burnt, but they're going to begin to produce more. That community still grows and functions. Every other tree, you know what happens to them? They die. And they hope that they drop the seed, one of their seeds, to get in the ground and plant up. The aspens, they just start shooting up shoots, new, new little shoots going everywhere. Because they're a community under the ground. See, their source, we talk about this, our source as people should be Christ, that, that Jesus and, and God. That's our water. That's where we get life from. But then when we're connected in community, this is when we begin to accomplish a whole lot more than we could by ourselves. So let's, let's hit those negative thought processes and get the right thought process with those. All right? So we're going we're gonna to read through these now with the, with, the, with the right one. So the first one is, it's not right, but it makes me happy. God wants me to be happy, right? And, and really the right thought process is this. If it's not right, it won't turn out right. <laughs> yeah. If it's not right, don't expect... If the, right. if the input's bad, the output and the, the result is not right. going to be good. God is yeah. never going to encourage you to do the wrong thing so that you can be happy. Yeah. Because he knows if it's not right, it won't turn out right. We're talking about debt. Yeah. I owe is better than I want. It's actually better to want mm-hmm. than to owe. Yeah. Absolutely. So the wrong thought process is I want, I'll owe later. 
But the right thought process is no, it's better to, to want than to have to pay all that back. Right. And then secrets, the truth is, they seep. Secrets seep. And here's the funny thing about secrets. Um, if you're keeping a lie, you start thinking everybody else is keeping lies. Right. Because you project on them. So the right thought process is I need to come clean. I need to be able to um, have the hard conversation I need to have because it's going to help produce something better in our lives. Right. right? What's the next one? Some people have all the luck. Yeah. As long as you believe it's luck, you are going to keep, you're not going to ever pr- progress in, in anything in life because you're always waiting for the wrong thing. It's going to diminish to what you believe in yourself and even how, how your actions are actually impacting the results in your life. Mm-hmm. Next one. I can quit at any time. Yeah, so prove it. Just go ahead and quit. Demonstrate the fact to yourself, to yourself, yeah. as well as everybody else. Yeah. yeah. If you need to quit, you need to quit. Yeah, so the wrong thought process, I can quit any time, is not a big deal. The right process is saying, no, it is a big deal. I, I, I can prove this by, by quitting. So what are those things maybe you've been holding on to? You even might have wrote them in your resolution this year says, I'm going to quit those. And then you keep telling yourself, well, I'll quit next week. I'll quit next year. I'll quit whatever. No, prove it. Quit now. And right. get people to hold you accountable and help you with that. Right? Right? Right, community. Right. If I had time. If I had time. Yeah. Then I would accomplish whatever. Yeah. So it's not really a time issue. It's a priority issue. It's a priority. Yeah. It's time yeah. management. We all have the same time. I hear, I hear about some of these guys that are doing a ton of things, and I'm thinking, where do they find the time? They just manage their time better. They just put the right things in the right priority. So the wrong thought process is when I have more time. No, that's wrong. It's going to keep you stuck. The right process is I need to reprioritize. I need to, to figure out how to manage my time better so I can go forward. So for the, for, the, for the Rooted Together series, here's the overarching idea, all right? Is that community empowers us to make better decisions, which lead to better outcomes. What kind of, what kind of outcomes do you want to have? Then that's how you should choose your friends. That's how you should choose your, 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 your table, who's sitting at your table. Because the right community, it promotes the right thought process. The right community will produce the right thought process. Next week, we're going to talk about the, the choice and the decision. It's going to be good. We're going to kind of give you some more tools to figure out how, how this look, what it looks like. Um, really, we're building up to say, hey, February 8th, we start groups for 12 weeks. Would you commit to just being in a group to help say, hey, can you encourage me? Can you help me? And here's our challenge today. Talk about our challenge. Here's our challenge. is to evaluate, right? We, we give this your homework. Evaluate who's sitting at your table, right? Are you having vent sessions? You call your, your, your girlfriends and vent, and they, they agree, because, you, know, you know, that's what friends do a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. He's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. Evaluate who's sitting at your table and if you whether you and you may have good community and you may have community that may need some help so that's our challenge so evaluate last week we talked about making a list of things that where you you, you know you're isolating um, so that you can look at ways to step into to community step out of that this week is looking at the right community so evaluate where you're at um, as far as who's sitting at your table. Yeah, who's at your table? My, my kids, we have this thing in our house with this extra chair, and they ask who's going to sit there, and my, my wife says, well, God's sitting there. We really teach them, hey, God is a part of this. And I make a joke out of it. Sometimes I'll sit in that chair, and my little says, hey, Dad, you're sitting on God. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I'm like, no, he's on that chair now because I'm over here. We switched. But we invite, this is, this is part of what we're talking about. So this is the starting place, all right? 
our community, you know, evaluate who's sitting at your table. If, if somebody is sitting at your table that's pr- promoting negative thoughts and, and that process in your mind, you need, to, you need to begin to say, is it worth it? You know, can I break through this? Can I help them break through this? Or do I need to bring somebody else to my table and get in other tables that are going to help me go beyond this and figure out how to move forward? Right. And so the reason we're talking about this in the first place is co- community is going to help us as individuals. It's going to help us to grow. But it has to start even before this. And this is what we believe, that, that God, he's community himself. He wants us to be community, but it starts with having community with him first. If we have right relationship with God, then we'll be able to see the right relationship with others. Yeah. If we don't, it's kind of like we just don't understand sometimes the negative tables that we're sitting at. But God invites us to say, hey, I want you, I, I want to teach you, I want to lead you. And so every week we give this opportunity, we're, we're, as, as a Christian church, we believe that Jesus, he's the answer to our life when it comes to wanting to know what life's about. He has a solution. See, he came to solve something and to fix things that was broken. And then the first step is saying, I want to trust you to lead me in this. And then the next step we're talking about is really community saying, and then get around people that are going to that are gonna help you. See, he says you have to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. That's, that's our, 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 um, our vertical relationship. And then he says you have to love others as you love yourself. This is our, this is our horizontal relationships. It's a picture of the cross, you know. So he's saying take care of this first. This is why I died on the cross, so you can have a good relationship with me. And then out of, out of that relationship, you'll be able to maintain and have these relationships. So really, if you don't even, if, if you're maybe in the wrong community, if you're having the wrong thought processes, the, the first thing we do is say, God, would you help me? See, God says he gives, he gives wisdom to those who ask and seek it. To those that are humble enough to say, I need your help, he answers them. And it starts by just admitting that we need help, which is a big step for a lot of people because we don't want to admit that we need help that's one of the steps you have to do for group also. Say, I, I want to be with you. I need help. And so today, if you're here, we want to give an opportunity. Maybe you're stuck in life. Maybe you, you come looking for answers and you're thinking, this is great about groups and all, but I just have pain. I have hurt. I have past that I'm trying to deal with. I have addictions. Well, well, Jesus wants to help you through those. He wants to free you from those things. And the first step would be saying, God, I need your help. So do me a favor. Would you close your eyes today as we close the service? If you're here today and you say, this is great all about community, I really just need to make my relationship with God right first. If that's you, maybe you've walked away from God, maybe you have church background and you, you knew him as a young kid and you've left, you're here today saying, I'm looking for answers. Today, would you, would you let me lead you in a prayer that says, God, I need your help. If you came today, maybe you don't have any church background, you're just trying to figure out life. Can I say that the best decision I ever made was to say, God, I want you to come and help me. And that, that relationship that starts that they started helped me learn the, the bad areas I was thinking I was I was thinking, and began to free me from the negative thought processes. I have a lot of friends who said I'm going to follow you, God, and He breaks addictions and habits in their lives. If you're here today and you're looking for answers, can I say Jesus? He has an answer for you. I have an answer for you. His name is, is Jesus, God. If you're here today and you want to pray this prayer with me, would you do me a favor and just lift your hand? So I know I'm praying with some people. Awesome, I see a couple of hands. Awesome. Anybody else? I see your hands. And it starts by just saying, we as people need help. God, would you help me? Would you forgive me? And then we say, I'm going to walk away from those negative thought processes. I'm going I'm to walk away from those things that keep me stuck. That keep me in patterns that are unhealthy and destructive. Would you, if you said that prayer, would you pray with me? It's just a simple prayer saying, God, I need your help. Forgive me. All right? Say, Father God, forgive me 
I need your help. I messed up. Would you come and help me? I believe that you died on that cross for me. I believe you're alive. You have life for me. Would you help me? Today, I invite you to come and lead me. Help me. I need wisdom. I need help. Direct me. Guide me. Today, I start a relationship with you. I ask that you'd walk with me through this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.